Good morning. How are we doing, Eastgate Church? Yeah. Doing good. Hey, if you're love, in love with Jesus this morning, let me hear you go, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all are waking up today. Hey, big welcome again to everyone watching online. If you would, remember to hit that like and share button and help us spread the message as much as possible. For today, I'll say it again. We said this at the beginning of service. If you will check in on social media today and let people know that you're here and share the live stream today, we will give a dollar to missions for your effort in doing that. So I can't wait to see what, uh, what kind of check we get to cut for missions at the end of service today. Can we take a second and welcome our online audience again this morning, guys? Thank you all so much again for tuning in. Oh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, y'all still feeling it? Still feeling it? I love it. I love, I love, we had a great time getting together with family, um, and I'm praying that you guys had a peaceful time with family and a uh, great time to relax and just catch your breath. Man, it's been a crazy year, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been a crazy year. As we roll into the holiday season, all eyes focused to Christmas. Pastor Rachel will be excited about that. She's been celebrating Christmas since May of this year. So um, it's legal now, right? You can do Christmas music, Christmas decorations, all that stuff. It's legal now. Some of y'all are like, we don't care. We've been doing How many of y'all been bootlegging Christmas before Thanksgiving? Yeah, I see. I see hands going up. That's all right. There's nothing wrong with being excited about Jesus' birthday, huh? So I'm excited about the Christmas service coming up. Hey, if y'all will be in prayer with me about that, we believe God's going to do some powerful stuff in that. But what do you say we dive into the Word today and have some fun? Yeah, I don't know if you can tell, you know, you guys that, that have been in this Christian game a little bit longer, you can probably sense the presence of God in this place. And I believe he's here in a special way today to do something powerful. I really do. And uh, I don't think he's done. I think he's just started with what he's going to do today. So buckle up, as it were, and, uh, and get ready for a move of God. You guys with me this morning? So you guys online, God can move in your living room while you're in your PJs and your slippers, sipping on your coffee. Um, he can still move there just like he's moving here today. Uh, if you got your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to the book of Matthew. This is kind of the foundational scripture we've been going back to for the series that we're in right now called Follow Jesus. And the focus of this whole series is following Jesus' example and being a discipler of people, a discipler of people. Um, Jesus poured a lot into the people that were following him, and he gave us a command to do the same thing that he had been doing with his life. In Matthew 28, starting at verse 19, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Everyone say, make disciples. So make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. What is our number one responsibility as believers? Uh, you are catching on to make disciples. Outside of your relationship with Jesus, the number one responsibility that you have is to make disciples, to impact others with this Jesus that we have. Amen? Amen. 
And, and I think churches across the board are setting the bar too low. Now, I'll say not all churches. There's some great churches out there. You hear me say that, right? So we're not throwing shade on churches. Uh, but, but I think the bar across, across the board, and especially in this country, has been set way too low for us as believers. You know, like the, the goal is, hey, get to church, be a good attender. And if you really want to go crazy for God, then volunteer. I hate that word volunteer. You don't volunteer in church. You volunteer at the YMCA. You know what I'm saying? You serve God at church. You answer his call on your life at church. It's a different ball game, you know? So there's a whole lot more than just getting here, man. We are called to impact this world for Jesus. We are called to help other people grow in their walk with him. We are called to look beyond ourselves to the needs of others and be carriers of this gospel that has changed our lives. We're called to be more. We're called to make disciples of the nations. Now, that's a real churchy word. And we've been kind of breaking down that phrase into a real practical definition of what discipleship means. Discipleship just really means helping others grow in their walk with God. Now, you can do that, right? right. I can do that. I can help other people to not make the mistakes that I've made in my walk with God. I can help other people to avoid the traps of the devil that they might not be able to see because they're not spiritually mature enough yet. I can let my experience benefit somebody else and let my ceiling become somebody else's floor so they can go further than I ever could in my walk with God. We are called to be launching pads for each other, to bear one another's burdens, to lift each other up in prayer, to encourage one another, to sometimes Give a foot in the rear end and encourage each other that way, too, and bring some correction to one another. You know what I'm saying here? Um, the church isn't all about love and fuzzy feelings. Sometimes you need to be set straight by the Word of God and corrected. I don't know about you, but I do. Sometimes I can get a little off track, and I need to be brought back into focus. You know, we do that for each other. There's a reason why there's a lot of Scripture in the Bible about our interactions with one another. Because we are called to help each other grow in our walk with God. That's called discipleship. Now, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at different aspects of discipleship in areas where people typically have a hard time getting traction in their walk with God. And I've been having some people uh, come up and help me during the service. Last week, Lisa helped me with service. Did she do a great job last week helping out? She did a phenomenal job. Um, this week is going to be a little bit different. This week, I'm taking a big risk. Yes. I'm taking a huge risk. <laughs> huge risk. And I'm bringing my lovely daughter up on the stage to help me this morning. So can we show some Eastgate love for my daughter, Hannah, as she comes up here to help us with a lesson today? Well, I'm saying. So go ahead and grab a seat over here, girl. Ushers, if you will, let's pass out the talk sheets to everyone here this morning. Uh, they're going to be passing this out to you while we're getting set up and starting our conversation here today. Are you ready, girl? Sure. Is your mic on? No. Don't make the... I think it is. No, it's not. Is the switch up? Yeah. Here, let me see this. All right, we'll help you out. Yep, she's checked. Check. She's on, but you're not on very loud. Talk loud. There we go. So tell everybody your name. Hannah Pace. And what's your favorite football team ever? Alabama. Roll Tide. I don't want to get 
you jumped. I'm sorry. I didn't know there was going to be cussing in church this morning. Again. Yeah, so, come on. PG so friendly. All right. So watch the wiggle in the chair. You're going to make people motion sit when they when I watch you. Are you nervous? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. You don't have to be. Just be yourself. I always tell people this. Nobody can be you like you. So just be yourself and let God use you this morning. We're going to have fun walking through this little talk sheet, talking about how to have a conversation with God. Um, how many of y'all know what I mean when I say prayer? Of course, Pastor Josh, we know what prayer actually is. Well, let's be honest, though. Early on in your walk with God, did you guys have difficulty learning how to pray? Oh, man, I did. I did. It was so weird. Were, like, when I, when I got saved, everybody was like, all right. Now, all you got to do is just have a relationship with God. And I'm like, that's awesome. How you do that? And they're like, okay, you got to read the Bible. And I'm like, okay, I can read some stuff. And you pray. Okay, cool. I don't know how to pray. And like immediately, I went back to like every exorcist movie. You know what I mean? Or like every movie where you got the priest doing the funny hand signals and, and they're doing the, yeah, the holy water and oh, Father. And everybody I'd ever seen pray in church before in my life, they always did these eloquent prayers. And like, oh, wow, they must really spend time with God. They're using big words, big words. And it, so I thought, well, that's what it's all about. I'll try that. And dude, I train wrecked so early trying to learn how you, you probably would have laughed at me. It was so awkward, man, because you're in a room talking to at least what seems to be an empty room, learning how to have this conversation um, with God. Was it tricky for you when you first gave your heart to Jesus and started praying and hanging out with him? It was because I didn't know if he was listening at first, yep. but I worked through it and I learned from my amazing parents. So. Oh. She's going to have a good Christmas. Yay! That's what I'm talking about. Keep it going. Love the kids. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So everybody's wondering, why did you say you're taking a big risk today? Because this one tends to be a little bit more like me. And you never know what's going to flow out of that mouth from time to time. So you're doing good, girl. So fist bump, you're doing good. So what I want to do is just walk through some practical stuff with us today on how to have a conversation with God, which is what prayer is, how to talk to Him, and how to hear Him speak to you. You know God will speak to you. Prayer is just not a one-way conversation. It's a two-way conversation. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I want to I answer some questions. Um, like, have you ever wondered how you can hear God speaking to you? Well, we're going to answer that today, and then we're going to break down a great roadmap that Jesus gave us in learning how to talk to our Father in heaven. And I think that we're going to do a couple of things today. One, if you're struggling with prayer, we're going to give you a roadmap to make this practical and easy um, so that your prayer life can just go up to the next level as you draw closer to God. If you're more established as a Christian, what I'm going to give you are great tools to have this conversation with somebody else who may be struggling with this, all right? Because we are called to help others grow in their walk with God. This is a huge way to do it. And there's probably somebody that you know in your sphere of influence that is struggling with this prayer thing right now. So I'm going to equip you to do what the Bible says and to go out and make disciples and help the people that you know grow in their walk with God. Does that sound pretty good? Yeah. So that's what we're going to do today. So having a conversation with God.
Um, a lot of people early on have a hard time trying to figure out how to hear God speak to them. And I don't know how it works for you, but life is pretty busy. And one of the big things um, is learning how to hit pause on like school and all the practices and like the 10,000 people that try to text you or call you or all the deadlines that we've got to deal with you know, in, in our lives. Hitting pause on that and setting aside time that's uninterrupted just to hang out with God is key. Because it's hard to have a conversation with somebody in a room that's full of noise. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's really hard to have an intimate conversation with somebody in a life that's full of noise. You, you just can't have the connection with God that he wants to have with you if your life is too noisy, if your life is too busy. So learning how to shut that down for 15 minutes, for 30 minutes, and just hang out with him and let him do what he wants to do in your heart is key. And I say 15 and 30, and some of y'all uh, were like, well, that's, that's uh, not a lot of prayer time at all. I get it. It's funny how many times I go into the closet of prayer thinking I'm only going to be able to spend 15 minutes at this point. In 15 minutes, I blink and it turns into an hour and a half because you just get caught up in what the Lord is doing. Um, so the key is not putting a time limit on it. The key is making time for it and letting God do what he wants to do in that time that you have. So there's different ways that God can talk to you. Um, what do you think... If you were just going to, I know i got some things written down here that everybody's going to, whoa, we got a bug. We got, we we launched a little moth out there. So um, there are different ways that God speaks to us and uh, and your your notes. Everybody got notes by now? Okay, cool. And if you're watching online, you can hop on YouVersion on the Bible app and you can follow along with these uh, notes that we're walking through this morning. Um, so different ways that God can speak to you. What do you think one of the main ways he speaks to you is? One of the main ways he speaks to me is probably, I want to say, almost through other people. Yep. Because it's like I'll be talking to somebody and then I just get this, just this feeling and this almost comfort. And it's just, it's amazing. And I feel it through a lot of people. I love that. Yeah. Well, that's on the list for sure. We're going to get to it in just a second because um, he does speak through others. I put to start with um, a great filter for hearing from God, and that is that God speaks to us um, through his word, through his word. I put that first because that's the litmus test for everything else that comes in. Uh, everything has to be filtered through the word of God. So if, if you feel like you're going through a dry season where you're like, I'm not feeling the presence of God like I, I'm used to, or God's not speaking to me in other ways that I'm used to, and I'm not getting it from other people, and I'm not getting it from, from, from the different things, you can always know that you're going to hear from God from his word. 100% of the time, every time. Every time. Because every word in scripture is from the heart of God, is the word of God. He'll speak to you through his word every time. It is the filter through which all other communication that we, um, that we perceive may be coming from God has to go through. Yeah. It has to go through that. So like another way that he'll speak to you is through the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit, you'll see that in your notes. 
Um, John 16, 13 is a great scripture for that. If you look, I've got references under all of these things so you can go back and, and read le later. The Holy Spirit, when Jesus left um, to go sit down at his Father's right hand, he sent the Holy Spirit to help us out. The Bible says that he is our comforter, that he is our counselor, and what, what else does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? He's our teacher, right? So he's going to be the one that comes alongside of us to help us understand uh, some of the Word of God that we're reading. He's the one that's going to speak to us in different seasons of our life. He is, he is that one who, you ever walk, were fixing to walk into a bad situation and you just felt a check yeah. on you? Okay, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Um, God speaks to us in a lot of different ways. Now, the Holy Spirit's not a funny feeling. When He speaks to you, it's usually very plain and very evident. There's nothing, He's a very, He's a gentleman, and He moves in subtle, still moments, but there's nothing subtle about when the Holy Spirit speaks to you. You know that you know that you know that the Spirit of God is... Um, is, is laying something on your heart, but the Holy Spirit is never going to contradict the Word of God, ever. So um, when, when pe people start hearing from God, you see my quotation marks? My quotation marks, uh, I, and I hear this from time to time, Pastor, God, I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me to, well, the Holy Spirit is never going to lead you to do anything that contradicts God's Word. God is not schizophrenic. He's not schizophrenic. He's not going to say one thing and then do something else. He is one and the same. So the Holy Spirit is going to lead you in accordance with the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is not going to speak to you and tell you to leave your spouse for somebody else that you should have married. You understand? Um, the Holy Spirit is not going to call you to start a stripper ministry for Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Y'all need everybody. Everybody say, Pastor. Pastor. You're telling a little bit of truth. You're telling a little bit of truth. But I need to wake up a lot this morning. <laughs> All right. So the so Holy Spirit's never going to contradict his word. Another way that um, God will speak to us is through others, like you were saying. Um, our interaction with one another as the body of believers is very important. And us operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and speaking to one another uh, prophetically. Um, using words of knowledge uh, to, to speak to one another. Um, and just those, those, those subtle moments where you're in prayer and God leads you to go pray for somebody else. Um, and you might not know all the story, but you go and you just start praying and God just starts speaking through you into their lives. Man, that's powerful. And God will definitely speak through others, like you're saying, to confirm what he's doing in your life. Now let me ask you a question. Is God going to ever tell somebody else to tell you to do something that is not written in his word? No, absolutely not. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. That's a good answer, especially when boys start coming up and they say, um, when they say, I feel like God wants us to start dating, then you say, the devil's a liar. Then you need to start talking to my dad and reading the word of God and my dad's got some guns he'd like to show you in conversations that you got a nice basement like. you can check out <laughs> so um, another way that uh, God will speak to us through circumstances uh, sometimes he'll speak to us through th circumstances um, there's a reference there for that now I will say this 99 times out of 100 God is going to speak to you through his word 
through the Holy Spirit, and through others. About one time out of a hundred, he's going to use uh, circumstances to speak to you. But it's funny because a lot of the times we like to give God hoops to jump through <laughs> when we're praying and we want a sign from him that we're supposed to, Lord, if you want me to take this job or God, if you want me to be in the Christmas choir, let me see, let me see four ducks flying backwards, speaking in the Holy Spirit, wearing uh, Atlanta Falcons jerseys. And then I'll know, then I'll know that you want me to do that. You know, that's, listen, if you're at a place where you feel like God needs to do that to help you out, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking him um, to, to do that. But I will say this, more than likely, you're going to find your answer in his word, listening to the Holy Spirit, and um, also by him speaking through others. I would say probably almost every time, if you just get into the word and get in prayer, let the Holy Spirit speak to you, you're going to know. Um, usually peace or no peace is a good indicator. God moves at the pace of peace every time. Um, so he'll speak through his word, through the Holy Spirit, through others, and through circumstances in life. So that's how God can speak to us. Uh, he can speak audibly too. Um, when I say he can speak through others, he can speak through angels to us. We see that in scripture. Anybody in here ever seen an angel before? There's a couple, yeah. And so people think, well, that's just freaky and that's just weird. No, it's in the word of God. And that's patterned in the New Testament after Jesus went to, the, to heaven, after the Holy Spirit was cut loose on the earth, you still see that happening. Um, so there's a lot of different ways in the audible voice of God, which I've never heard personally. I know some people that say they have and I trust that. But man, I've heard, I've heard the Spirit of God thunder something in me so loud it was like almost audible, you know. Um, but there's a lot of different ways he can speak to you. Um, but how do you pray? Like, those are ways God can speak to us. But how do we go through the act of having a conversation with God? One thing I know about the Bible is that anything we're going to face in life, the answer for it is in the Word of God. Every time. I love that we have a Savior that thought ahead. And thought, you know what, maybe I should give these people a pattern to help them out as they're learning how to pray. And I want to walk through that with you. It's found in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. It's on your, your uh, talk sheets there. Matthew 6, starting in verse 9. I'm going to read this because I don't want to put you on the spot and make you read. But I'll, I'll read this one. Um, you, look, you look cute, by the way. Thank you. All right. Proud of you. Try not to get all misty-eyed up here. This is the coolest thing ever, being able to talk about the Bible and praying with your kid. It is. It's awesome. So, so Jesus giving us a, a good pattern. He said, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. A lot of people call that the Lord's Prayer. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. Um, this is really not, I know it gets labeled that, and if you're used to calling it that, I'm not saying you're wrong for calling that, but for application purposes, 
This is not a prayer that the Lord is praying. You can find that later on in Scripture. This would be more known as like a disciple's prayer that Jesus is modeling. Um, he's saying, pray in this manner. Pray in this manner. That means that the intention of this is not for us to quote it word for word. Now, if you went to Sunday school, you probably learned how to repeat it. I don't know in school if they taught you, like, did you have you memorized this in school, like this scripture yet? I don't think so. Not yet. No. So you probably will because it's a big one. But we make a, lot, a mistake a lot of times in church teaching people to memorize this. I grew up seeing a lot of people pray this way. Like when it was time for prayer, well, let's say your prayer, and it would be like our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, you know. And it was just mechanical, and it was just reciting it. And that was not Jesus' intent with this passage of Scripture. This is to be a guideline for us in prayer. And I want to break this down into sections and show you what Jesus was doing with his disciples. He was giving us a template for prayer. He was giving us a model to follow. He was showing us some steps to get things going so that we could get our prayer life heading in the right direction. All right? So, Matthew, uh, let's start in, uh, let's start breaking this down, verses 9 and 10. It says, In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's break this down. That word Father is huge. It's huge. Do you know what the word for father there is in the Greek? No. No? No. A lot of people don't. It's, I forgot my Greek. It's the word Abba. It's the word Abba, not the group Abba, but the word Abba. All right. The word Abba, that's huge. This is huge. Jesus is starting this example for prayer in one of the most controversial ways he could have possibly started this passage for, for this, or this example for prayer. Our Father in heaven. Uh, Father, Abba. That means daddy. That's like the, an intimate way that a child would talk to their, their dad and just say, daddy? This daddy in, in their father's lap, daddy? Unheard of. Unheard of in Jesus' day and age. Okay? They didn't even speak the name of God. They, didn't, they wouldn't even say his name out of fear and reverence and respect. And here is Jesus saying, when you pray to God, call him Daddy. Call him Abba. This is, this is a game changer. He's saying, listen, don't pray to him like some deity who's 10 million miles away. Just talk to him like we talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah, just hang out. Is there anything that you can't say to me? You can say anything to me, right? Yeah. Right? You yeah. say anything to me. Sure, we'll go with that. Right? So, so as long as you hadn't done something to jack stuff up, like, you don't, you're, there's no fear when you come to talk to me, right? I'm just saying there's a reason we're missing a vase. Huh? just saying there's a reason we're missing a vase. I don't even know what you're talking about. Mm. See, that's the stuff that makes me worry. You can't be saying, <laughs> can't be saying stuff like that. People get the wrong idea. Um, so... So just like it wouldn't be awkward. Now I say this, depending on how you were raised or the kind of dad that you had, this might be incredibly awkward for you. Because some of us, let's just be honest, some of us had horrible dads. All right? Some of us had horrible parents. Okay, God is not that horrible parent. 
he's not that horrible dad. So Jesus is saying, when you, when you go to him in prayer, be completely disarmed and go to him like a child would go to a loving and caring daddy. Not some deity that's unapproachable. Just go hang out with him. I love that. Then he says, um, um, you're our father in heaven. Heaven. I love this. He's speaking to a place of position and authority. There in your notes, right? Authority and power. So talking to your daddy, um, who, by the way, is in a position of authority and power. Your daddy is the boss. Your daddy can make stuff happen. Your daddy has got the keys to the car. Your daddy has got a bank account that isn't short on cash. Your daddy is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. He, he, he existed before time began, and he is on the other side in eternity. That is the God that we're serving in heaven. That is amazing to me. Jesus says, you're talking to your dad who is in control of the situations. That gives you a little bit of confidence, doesn't it? Then he says, hallowed, hallowed, hallowed be your name. Well, that's an opportunity to show honor and worship. There in your notes, you're showing honor and worship. So you go to your dad who can handle it all, and you do it with honor, and you begin to worship him. That's a worshipful word right there with deep awe, deep respect, deep honor. Then he, he talks about your kingdom coming and, and your will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Write the word submission in that blank. Submission. When you talk to him, put yourself in a place of submission. Because your dad is the one in charge. He loves you, but he's the one in charge. So honor, respect him, and worship him. But put yourself in submission to him. Prayer, you will find, more often than not, is not a time for us to get a list of things accomplished. It's a time for us to get our heart in alignment with God's will for our lives. It puts us in a place of submission where God can speak to us. Then he moves to another section after that, and he says in Matthew 6, going through verse 11 and 12, he talks about um, giving us each day our daily bread. That's provision. So he says, go ahead and pray for provision. Your dad, the boss is in charge. He's got it all. So ask him for what you need. Ask him for that daily provision. In the time of prayer, it's okay to ask God for stuff. Let me say that again. It's okay to ask God for stuff. It's okay to ask God for stuff that you want. Okay, now we all have this list of stuff that we need, and God knows what we, he need, what we need, but there's nothing wrong with asking God for what you want. Amen? If you want a new pickup truck, you can ask God for a new pickup truck. All right? Um, if you need a new house, you can ask God for a new house. If you need a new job, you can ask God for the new job. If you need more money, ask God for more money. There's nothing wrong with that. Let your needs be known. Let your requests be known. There's nothing wrong with asking for provision um, in that, especially if you're coming and asking for provision from a place of submission. That's key. All right? So provision, our needs. And then he throws this in. There are some weeks that I wish Jesus hadn't thrown this in. Uh, he says forgive. 
He says forgive. Um, so we ask God to forgive us, and then we ask God to forgive us as we forgive others. And that blank there, uh, right, get your heart right. Get your heart right is what Jesus is saying. Don't carry around that baggage. You live in a world where people are going to hurt you. You live in a world where people are going to disappoint you. You live in a world where people are not going to follow through on things for whatever reason. You need to learn how to forgive. Jesus says, when you pray and you talk to your dad, uh, make sure that you're taking some time to get your heart right. Deal with the sin in your life. Ask for forgiveness. And don't forget to forgive those people that have done some messed up stuff to you. It's easier to move on than it is to forgive. And I got news for you. If you don't forgive, you're not really moving on. You're just burying it, and you're tricking yourself into thinking that you're moving on with it. But until you experience true forgiveness, and that stuff will weigh you down, and the devil will take you out with it. Okay, so, so Jesus puts this in here. Now, if Jesus put this in here, it was important enough for him to put it in there. It's important for us to pay attention to it. Amen? So, so when you're praying, take some time and get your heart right. Then in verse 13, he says, deliver us from evil or from the evil one. Um, so a lot of directions you can go there with this, but the heart of it is spiritual warfare. Talking about dealing with the devil. Um, so for strength, to be able to see the way out, when we're being tempted um, to see the schemes of the enemy while he's trying to lie to us, trick us, and trap us, and all of that stuff, um, to be able to see that. You ever gone through a time in your life where the devil was lying to you? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, did you, when you prayed about it, you, you feel like God kind of showed you how the enemy was lying to you? Yeah. It yeah. took me a while, but it. I went to pray, and he I went to pray, and it was so much better. I felt so much comfort almost. Yeah. And it was amazing. And I'm, I'm glad I prayed to God because yeah. it got resolved. There you go. So God will tell you the truth in prayer for sure. Then he wraps it up, and he, he says, kingdom, power, and glory. For yours is the kingdom, power. Look, worship. Worship. Right at the end is what he's saying. Um, at the end of it all, Give God the glory. Put your focus back on Him. Why did God tell? Why, why is Jesus instructing us to give God a little bit of glory in our prayer time? Because in His presence, that's where healing takes place. In His presence, um, that's where He's going to speak to us. In His presence, that that's where that's where that's where the fun stuff starts to happen in your prayer time. So, so Jesus gives us this model, and he says, all right, when you start off, remember, you're not talking to a deity a million miles away. You're talking to your Father in heaven. Y'all still with me? Yes. All right, this is good stuff to remember. You're talking to your dad in heaven who is very concerned about what's going on in your life. Your dad's the boss. He's got the solution. He is seated in heaven in power and authority, um, approaching with honor, Approaching with worship in the beginning and approach him from a place of submission to his will when you pray. And then when you've got that, you move on. 
Make your requests known. Make your requests known. Make your requests known. That daily bread, he's there to provide for you. Um, and when you do that, listen, have time in there to forgive. Have time in there to get your heart right with him. Take some time and make sure that your heart is right with the Lord. Um, that's the time to do spiritual warfare and give the devil a black eye for trying to mess with you and your family. That's the time to let the Spirit of God speak to you concerning what's going on spiritually and, and those dynamics in your life. And then put the focus back on God and praise Him because He is the man, uh, His kingdom, His power, His glory forever and ever and ever. Jesus is giving us a template here. Um, you ever had this awkward moments when you're on first dates with people and you didn't know what to say? I knew a guy who would always script out like eight questions. <laughs> eight questions. He's like, man, I never have an awkward first date because I've got these questions and anytime the conversation starts to drag, I'll just whip out the question and it'll get going again and I'm just a master on first dates. I can get to know people. Well, Jesus is making this little first date with God a little less awkward. He's giving you a script. He's giving you a guideline to take the awkwardness out of it, to take the dead air out of it. If you go through a time of prayer and you're like, I don't know what to do next, well, now you've got the guideline to go to. Well, this is what Jesus said I need to do, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. And the more reps you get, the more natural it becomes. Um, the more natural it becomes. It might be a little awkward in the beginning, but don't let that throw you. Don't let that throw you. Stick to the script, and it becomes more natural. And when you talk to God the way that he says he wants you to talk to him, that's when, that's when you begin to see power in your prayers. Amen? Because they don't come from a selfish spot. We're making sure our heart's right. We're not intimidated. It's not awkward, man. God wants to answer your prayers. He wants to hang out with you. Jesus died on the cross so that we could have a relationship with our Father in heaven. He's very much concerned about what's happening in your life. This is just a real practical way to approach prayer. And, and for you guys that are more mature, you say, yeah, uh, this is exactly the way it should be done. Well, I'm equipping you to equip others. Yeah, okay? and, and if you're going through a season where prayer is awkward for you, now you've got now you've got the step-by-step -step playbook on how to make this happen. And it's going to become more natural the more and more you do it. Aren't you glad that Jesus equipped us for every aspect of our walk with him? Yes. He didn't just leave us hanging. I thought it would be good to not just talk about prayer, but to spend some time in prayer today. What do y'all think? Yeah. Oh, that was pathetic. Yes. There's like 18 people. Okay, try it again. I thought it would be great to spend a little bit of time in prayer today. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You did good today. Thank you. You did awesome. Let me yeah. high five. Very cool. All right, everybody give Hannah a hand as she steps off the stage. Yeah, take your sheet. You're good. All right. Let's spend some time in prayer. Let me pray over you before we start to pray. So, Father, I just ask that in these next few moments, Lord, that no one would disengage, that we would all dial in to what you're wanting to do in this place. Father, that we would make the most of this time that you've given to us. Lord, that your presence would be here with us. I know for some of us in here, this is maybe the first time in a long time that we've done something like this. Lord, I pray 
I pray that you speak to them today. Let them see you for who you are as a God that loves us infinitely. There's some of us here today that we need to get some stuff right in our lives. Lord, when that time comes, I pray that we all do that. But Lord, we all put our focus on you. Lord, do we quiet out the distractions and the, the 20 things that we have to do after service today, Lord. We put our focus on you over these next few minutes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand, if you can. Let's just get our hearts ready. I'm going to lead us for a little bit. I've got some leaders that are going to come up and pray over some specific things. And then we're just going to close out in a time of corporate prayer for one another this morning. I believe we should pray for one another. Yeah. Amen. How many of you say you got some stuff going on in your life and you could just probably you spending a little bit of time in prayer this morning. You know what I mean? So, so let's do that. I'm going to kick us off and then I'm going to have uh, leaders, if you will, go ahead and, and take the stage and, and get ready. Uh, when the time comes, I'll just have you pray specifically over the areas that you're supposed to be praying over. So let's do this. Everybody wonders what the rules are in moments like this. Listen, if you need to get up and move around, we've got plenty of space at the back of the auditorium for you to walk around and pray if you want to do that. Um, you can pray where you are in your, in your seat, in your aisle. Um, you're free to, to move around if you want to as long as you're not distracting to anyone. That's the only rule. Just don't be a distraction to anyone else. Let's spend some time in prayer this morning. Let's all lift up our hands and let's just begin to worship our Father. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for who you are. Lord, thank you that you're our dad. That you're our dad. You're, you're not some unapproachable deity. Thank you that you're our dad. Dad, thank you for being with us today. Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise. Lord, we thank you that you are the solution to everything that we need. That you, there is nothing going on in our lives that you are not equipped to handle. There's no answer that we need that you would withhold from us, Father. You are the solution to all of it, Father. We just give you praise, Father, that you are more than capable, more than capable. It, let's just stop and think of the, the issues that are going on in our lives right now. Picture those things in comparison to God. Father, you're so great. The things that we think are so insurmountable are so small in your presence. You spoke this universe into existence. You created each and every one of us in, in intricate detail, Father. What is there that you can't do? What are we facing right now that you are not more than capable of handling, Father? We just give you praise. We just give you praise, Lord. We all just take this moment and submit to you. You're in control. Your will be done in our lives, Father. Lord, your will be done in this world, Father. Lord, let your kingdom be evident in us and how we live our lives and conduct ourselves, Father. You are so awesome. We just give you glory. We just give you praise. Father, you know each and every need that's here right now. Lord, we just present our needs to you. Lord, we ask that you provide. Lord, you are, you are the provider. We ask you to provide. Lord, you know every need that's represented in this place. Pray like you mean it this morning. Let's talk to our Father. Lord, we just, we give everything to you right now. Everything to you, Lord. You know every need. 
Father, we lay it at your feet and we ask that you move powerfully in our lives. Lord, that you provide, not just financially, Lord, but provide relationally. Lord, provide with healing, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just, Lord, we, we put ourselves in check, Father, and we want to make sure that our hearts are right before you. So, Father, forgive us the sin in our lives. Lord, forgive us the sin in our hearts. You're here this morning, and you know, right now, you know, you have got sin in your life that you need to deal with. It's repetitive, and it's just, it's just in the way of your relationship with God, and it needs to be dealt with. When I count to three, I want you to lift your eyes up and look at me. We're going to get our hearts right with the Lord this morning. Here we go. Pastor Josh, my relationship with Jesus is not where it needs to be. I've got some sin in my life. I've got unforgiveness in my heart. There's some stuff there that doesn't need to be there. I'm going to get it right right now. On the count of three, lift your eyes and look at me, and let's do this. One, two, three three lift them up and look at me if that's you i see yours yours i see yours i see that's awesome praise god he's moving in this place let's just get it right right now father we laid this down before you we lay it down before you father we want our hearts to be right before you whatever the sin is right now just confess it between you and him and get it right ask for forgiveness father we choose to repent from this sin. That means that we don't just say we're sorry. That means we turn and walk away from it, that we leave it. Jesus, you died to give us freedom over sin. It doesn't have power in our lives anymore. So we choose to live in that freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we choose to forgive. We choose to forgive those of us that need to forgive. Lord, every hurt, every disappointment, it's legitimate. It hurts because it hurts. But I thank you that you're a God that heals and restores. So Father, we forgive or we release. Father, we step out of the past. We forgive those people. We forgive them right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. We thank you. If, we're, if you're having a hard time forgiving somebody of something that they've done to you, Look at your life and look at everything that the Lord has forgiven you of. Look at how freely he forgave. Follow his example and just release. Release it all. Father, we just forgive right now. We choose to step out of sin. Lord, we choose to get our hearts right with you in this moment. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, Father. We're just going to take a little bit of time now to intercede. We're going to intercede and do some spiritual warfare for our community, for our families, for loved ones that we have that don't yet know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Are you guys ready to pray this morning? How many of you know someone in the community that needs Jesus to do something in their lives? How many of you think our country could use a move of God right now? How many of you know people that don't know Jesus that need to get in relationship with him. Let's intercede for them as the leaders lead us in these areas of prayer. Let's just pray and ask God to move powerfully. God, we live in a community that needs you. And Lord, there's all different needs. There's not just the need of you as a savior. There's, there's healing. 
there's financial miracles. There's people that need to forgive today. There's people that need to be forgiven today in our community. And so right now, Lord, we lift them up to you. We lift them up to you, God. We stand in the gap as people who believe that where two or more are gathered in your name, you're there also. And we ask you to start moving in these needs uh, in the community, God. I pray that you position this church to meet the needs of this community, God. I pray that this church operates at a level in our community that, that they just know that they need us, that, that they just feel God on everything we do and that they just know that they need us to be here. God, let us be that church, God. Let us be the church that hears your spirit and meets the people where they are, God. I pray that we're effective in and not just telling our community that, that you love them and not just telling them about you, God, but telling them how to be in relationship with you, God. I pray that, that every person here starts to see circumstances differently, that they start to see the people that surround them in this community the community differently, God, that they start to see them with the love and a compassion and a hunger, God. And Lord, I pray that we listen for the prompts because no doubt you're telling us what to do, God. You're going to lead us to people. You're going to lead us to situations. If we're asking for that, then, then you're going to be faithful and you're going to answer those prayers. And so right now, Lord, I pray that we are more open to hear those prompts, God. I pray that when you start to look at Douglas County, you start to just see a, a revival that's starting to birth. And Lord, I pray that it starts right here at 1153 on this Sunday morning, just because some people decided to humble themselves and pray. And God, for this country, Lord, there is such a spirit of selfishness that's just worked its way into this country. It's worked its way into the church. It's worked its way into leaders. It's worked its way into social media. And we're constantly bombarded by this need to be right and to have your own platform. Lord, in your presence in front of all these people, Lord, standing, believing, can we just see that spirit go away? Can we see that spirit be put to death in our country? Can we see a spirit of peace, a spirit of grace, a spirit of mercy, a spirit of chances? Just start to engulf this community, God. Lord, I pray that your will and your purpose starts to be seen and sought after in this community and in, and in this country, Lord. I pray for our leaders, every single person that's in some form of authority in this country, God. I pray that they, they don't hear what the negative that people say about them. They don't hear what people are trying to tell them to do. But instead, Lord, I pray that they stop and they seek after what you would have them to to make this country better. Lord, let us all, every, every person in this country, Lord, we could just use to lay down our own agendas. And so I pray that right now we do that and we just genuinely seek you, God. There is a direction there 
You are more than willing to lead us, God. Let us have the hunger to lead well and to hear well. And again, let it start in this place. Let it start in this church, with this people, in this community. Let it be different. Let it be different. And God, we lift our families up to you. We lift our families up to you, God. Right now, there are parents that are, that are raising kids to love you. And, and, and Lord, it's, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes they don't see it. Sometimes they don't see their kids getting it. But Lord, I pray that right now there is just this supernatural peace and joy that fills parents' hearts right now. Let them, let them know, Lord Jesus, that they're doing a good job. Lord, and if there's something that you want parents to do differently, God, I pray that they're willing to listen. God, you will lead us to lead our families well if we listen. God, I pray that parents hit the ground and just pray, what will you have us do with our kids? And I pray that that, that starts to, to be shown in our kids, Lord. I pray that they start to walk around and seek after you and seek after the things of you more, God. Let us start to see all that hard work. Let it start to come back. Let us start to see our kids just rise up in your spirit. And those ones that are, that are, that have a good relationship with you, God, I pray that you fuel it. And I pray that every person every family member, every, every word that's spoken, God, that it just fuels that. Lord, let the family be the strongest thing about churches. Let the church have a strong family. Let us be able to say that, hey, if you want to have a good marriage, if you want to have good kids, if you want to be able to do this, look at, look at what we're doing. We stopped and we asked God what he would have us to do. God, I pray that that's our heart today. Lord, you are smart. We know you are, God. I pray that we just get out of the way and we seek you and we honor you in all that you do. Lord, I pray that as these things come to pass, that, that we start to see it. And I pray that we start to give you the glory and we start to give you the honor, God. I praise you for that, God. I pray that starting this morning, our prayer lives are different. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just come before you right now, Lord, and we begin to call out the names of the lost people in our lives. If you're in here and you know someone right now who doesn't know Jesus and maybe you've been praying for them, I, I challenge you right now to begin to speak their names out and call their names out for the kingdom of heaven right now. Even if you've been doing it for years and years and years, God, we just call out their names to you right now and we begin to claim them for the kingdom of light, for your kingdom, God. Lord, we pray that right now you snatch them from the gates of hell, God, and you bring them back into your kingdom, Lord God. I pray that the people that are in here today have not grown too weary of interceding for these people, that they they feel renewed today, that they feel refreshed in their spirit, that they feel a new passion for these lost people in their lives, God, that they haven't grown tired. They haven't grown tired of calling these names before you, but God, let them call their names out to you right now as though it's the first time 
that they've begun to pray for these people. God, I just thank you that you renew them in their strength and their passion for the lost people in their lives, God. Lord, you know each and every one of you them, and your word says that it's your will that none should perish, God. And sometimes it's hard when it's family members because it seems like they don't want to listen. But God, I pray that these people begin to just, or continue, God, to just call their names out to you, Lord, and cry out to you. Give them a new passion for them, Lord. God, bring other people in their lives, Father, that they might listen to. If they won't listen to us, God, bring people across their path that they will listen to, Father. Lord, we don't give up on them because you didn't give up on us. Lord, and we just ask right now, Father God, that you, you would just call them out. Begin to work in their hearts. Soften their hearts, Lord. It may have been so many years that their heart has been hardened to you because of circumstances or people in their lives, Lord. But I pray right now that you begin to go into their lives and soften their heart, that they would be open and receptive to what you have, what you're using these people, the words to speak to them, Father God. Lord, just give them them new words to say. God, a new way to bring the truth of your word into their lives, Father. Lord, that they can come in here and bring those people with joy on their faces, Lord. God, to show them the freedom that comes when we surrender unto you, God. And I just thank you that you are strengthening the, those in here today strengthening them, their resolve, that they will not give up, they will not quit until those people have come to the knowledge and the understanding of the freedom that is in you today. Lord, we just, we pray, we pray, God, over them right now. We claim them for your kingdom, Father God. We claim each and every one of them for their kingdom. Friends, family, whoever they are, Father God, we, we speak life over them right now. We speak that they come into your, your understanding, your freedom, Father God. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you, God. So, so worthy, Lord Jesus. Oh, you're so worthy, Father. You're so worthy, Lord. Let's just stand again. Let's lift up our hands. Let's begin to worship him for who he is. You're awesome, Father. You're awesome in this place, Lord Jesus. Just with your own words, just begin to tell him how great he is, Father. Uh, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory, Father. It's all, it's all yours. It's all yours, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for hearing us today, Father. Thank you for being with us today, Lord Jesus. Thank you for how awesome you are in our lives, for how faithful you are. You are worthy, God. You are worthy, God. You are worthy, Lord Jesus. You are worthy, Father. Holy, 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 holy. There's nobody like you. There's nobody like you. There's nobody like you. You're so worthy, so worthy. Oh, you're so worthy, Lord Jesus. Worthy, Father. Again, let's lift up our hands. Let's worship with the worship team as they lead us in this song to give God praise. Isn't God so awesome? Isn't he so worthy? Isn't he worthy of praise? Isn't he worthy of glory? Isn't he worthy of honor?